Welcome back to the student discussion <laughs> podcast for <laughs> Reckless, as Eli is trying to play stuff into the microphone. <laughs> Tonight at Reckless was senior night, and we started a new series called Gospel. And on with me tonight are two seniors. We have Eli and Lola Reese. How are you guys? I'm doing pretty good. How are you, Eli? I'm good. Kind of <laughs> tired. Understandable. So, icebreaker question. This is an absurd one, as I told you guys before. If you could, with one finger, just automatically have any condiment in the world just eject out of your finger on command, what condiment would you choose? Polynesian sauce from Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A sauce from Chick-fil-A. 100%. That is like, I, They're both pretty good. I could put that like through my veins. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> I love Chick-fil-A sauce. Well, Larissa does drugs and, <laughs> and it's Chick-fil-A sauce. I, my drug is Chick-fil-A sauce, <laughs> actually. <laughs> well, Larissa does drugs. Wow. <laughs> It didn't come out quite the way I thought it would. But that's a staple. <laughs> Quote book. Honey mustard is another one. From, from Chick-fil-A? Chick- no, or? no, from Otter's Have Chicken. you ever had Chick-fil-A's honey mustard? I don't think I have either. It's not bad. Barbecue really? sauce, like the regular sweet barbecue sauce from Happy Hog. That's pretty good. Or any of the sauces from Jim and Nick's. Or sweet and spicy sriracha from Chick-fil-A wouldn't be too oh, bad. That's a good or sweet too. and sour from Wendy's. I don't think I've ever had that one. The sweet and sour from McDonald's. Ranch from either. McDonald's? Imagine if mm. there was like a sauce and it was flavored as the peppermint chip milkshakes from Chick-fil-A. <laughs> what? What and would you do? Put that, that on your <laughs> fries? Everything. I'd put it on okay, everything. Okay, fries would be good. So like good. It'd be like having a Frosty, but not a Frosty. Oh. Dude, Frosty and fries are so good. Frosty and fries? But it has to be a vanilla Frosty. No. Yes. No. No, definitely Wait, chocolate frosting. Imagine if you went to Chick Fil A, got waffle fries, then went to Wendy's and bought a frosty. That would. You could literally just scoop so the frosty. Good. I'm doing this now. <laughs> Where's the closest Chick Fil A and Wendy's together? We're gonna leave tonight, tomorrow and get all Chick Fil A. There's frosties. actually a Chick Fil A and Wendy's like right next to each other on. Forty one, right? Forty one, yeah. yeah. So why didn't I know this? What? I said, why didn't I know this? <laughs> I thought you were asking, why do you guys know this? Like, I honestly yeah, why do you know things? I just like Chick-fil-A way too much. <laughs> I work there, so. You work for my mom. Sure. My mom works for Chick-fil-A too. That works. That works. That works. I, I don't know your mom, but I might. <laughs> I just don't know that she's your mom. <laughs> but that we never really got on topic, but... <laughs> So we start a new series tonight called Gospel. And this was one of the small group questions, but what does gospel mean to you? Like what's what comes to mind when you think of gospel? Well, I first I think of the Bible. Like when I hear of the gospel or gospel music, I think of, you know, Bible and I also, you know, think it means happy news. Like I feel like Jesus is the gospel, like he brings the happy news. Yeah. Yeah, whenever whenever I hear it, the gospel talked about, um, it's always called the good news. So that's, I mean, that's the first thing that my mind jumps to is the good news. Um, and then you hear a lot about like sharing the gospel 
teaching the gospel to people. So it's like, I guess to me it just kind of means, like that's kind of the premise, I guess, of when you're trying to reach people, that's what you're trying to share the most is the gospel is like the good news uh, of like that's what you Christ hear a dying. Lot. Yeah. Like, oh, are you sharing the gospel? Mm-hmm. Or? Like how do you share the gospel with others? Right. How should you be sharing the gospel? Yeah. A lot of the things I hear about, so it's like the gospel is just what you should be sharing with people. Yeah. So I feel like this is this series is going to really be an eye opener for people because you hear gospel talk, if you want to call it that, a lot. And so I feel like, like I learned a lot about what the gospel was tonight because you hear it, you know, gospel so much. I feel like we're going to learn a lot this month about it. Yeah. So you guys are kind of alluding to it, but is there a particular part of the Bible that you would consider the gospel or is it the whole Bible? Probably the New Testament. I would say the New Testament, New Testament. for sure. Yeah. Definitely. So me and my small group got into a little bit of a debate of whether it is the whole New Testament or if it is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I would say Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Like the life. The life. Yeah. yeah life yeah, of Jesus. Yeah, life, life of Jesus. I, was yeah. tra- I almost said lifeline. <laughs> the lifeline of Jesus. The lifeline of Jesus. <laughs> timeline. Uh, yeah, the timeline. Time. The, life. the lifetime lifetime. of Jesus. Yeah, so Perfect. I just mixed two words that made no sense put together. Yeah, probably because, I mean, when you talk about the, the gospel or the good news, it's about how God, or sorry, how Jesus died on the cross mm-hmm. and to save us from our sins. Like, that's the good news. That's the gospel. That's what people mean when they talk about the gospel. So that's like... Like his ministry yeah, and yeah. how he spread the word. Because all, all of the ministry and spreading the word is all leads up to him ultimately dying and saving us from our sins, you know? Right. Yeah. So it's like... I mean, the rest of the New Testament talks about other things. Like, I mean, Revelation really has nothing to do with that. I mean, it does, but it, it's a lot more. So, a lot yeah, more intense. Pro- you, you don't want to share that on a first basis yeah. with somebody. Caleb Clevenger, who was one of the seniors that spoke tonight, brought up Revelation. I would highly advise if you're going to start reading the Bible, don't start don't in Revelation. Start Revelation. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember I was like six or seven and read about the basically the end of the world, and I was like, um, right. okay. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, thank it's, you. It's definitely scary, but I feel like as time has gone on and me reading it more and more, I feel like it's it definitely is an eye-opener, you know? Yeah. It's also just really confusing. It is really confusing. It, it's hard it, to understand. It gives you facts, but it just definitely does not give you, like, a clear picture. Well, if you jump in... Like somewhere in the in Revelation, and don't read like the beginning of it. Like I mean, I know there's specific parts. Oh yeah, you'd be you confused would be very because confused. I think there's a closer to the beginning of it. Um, it's like there's a guy talking about a vision that he had. Like with all this stuff in Revelation, it's about a vision. Mm-hmm. It's like if you didn't know there's a vision, you're just like, what is going like, on? And I yeah. think he talked about like you know an animal with ten heads, or like oh, yeah. you know like a bird with like a lion's head, or the head seraphim or... with the six wings. Right. Yeah. It's and weird. I mean, if you jumped in right there, you'd be like, what the heck is happening mm. right now? I know this is off topic, but I want to talk about end times like for a brief second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that Revelations is so confusing because like Jesus says this in the Bible too, like. He doesn't even know. Only God the Father knows when end times will come. Right. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, do you think it is possible for us to like, look at our surroundings and look at what's going on and be like, hey, the end time is near, or is it something that we should just completely stay out of? Mm-hmm. I, I, think, <laughs> I think that, I mean, based on different things, like Jesus, the life of Jesus, the way that he died, the way that he lived his life too, 
fulfilled a lot of prophecies. I can't remember how many it was, but it was, I mean, it was hundreds and hundreds of prophecies. I know that much. Um, but it was just like, there's other prophecies about the end of time, about throughout Revel- like about stuff in Revelation about it talks about like what the end is going to be like. Um, so I mean, you can match a lot of that up with the kind of culture that we have today. So yeah. I think it probably kind of depends on um, how you view culture and just like it's a personal decision, I guess, on whether you want to like think about what we see today in culture and how that ties into revelation or the end of times. But I think it's something, I think it's probably an important thing to pay attention to because the last time I was on the podcast, um, Ken said something like our generation is called generation Z. Like mm-hmm. th- he brought up the idea of like, what if I were right. the last generation to reach adulthood before the before end of time, the before, of time. before the return of that's a very Christ. Good point. And I was like, that scared me. It, it's mind blowing. That it's, yeah. it's, yeah. I, I hate to think about it because it's terrifying. Cause, I mean, like, I I mean, I just, I can't imagine like the world ending. Like that's crazy yeah. to me. And it's so, like, you don't want to think about it, but like you also do because it's a very important time. It's also very intriguing. It's very yeah. intriguing. Like, how is this going to happen? How is this going to lay out? Like, who's the Antichrist? Like, is, is are they here? Are they, like, you never know. Well, that's kind of strange to me to think about is like, the end of the world isn't talked about as much as, the creation, you know, right. so it's like we're creation used, is... we're used to like, you know, God created uh, the world in technically six days, rested on the seventh, but He created the world in seven right, days, yeah. created everything. Um, it's like let there be light, all that stuff in Genesis, you know. It was like we talk about that all the time, and, you know. You learn that stuff in Bible school or mm-hmm. in um, Sunday school, and then it's like you read Revelation, and you're like, I've never heard of any of this stuff because mm-hmm. they they never usually thing. you know embark on that you mm. know that kind of stuff and i wish we would learn more about that we yeah should teach that about that more Maybe i should but tell also... my dad to go into revelation <laughs> a little bit more <laughs> kids ministry needs to learn about they need to learn about the rapture the right rapture. <laughs> <laughs> that might not be the best idea <laughs> maybe not maybe we can tell todd todd yeah maybe we could series. make that a series really about cool. revelation. the next series we've that got would four be weeks cool. to plan a new series I Let's think start he planning has it. all of them planned out for the oh, year. Darn. We can cut one. <laughs> <laughs> this is just going to be called, we'll just theme it Rapture. Rapture. That'd be kind of cool, though. That would be cool. So I'm sure a lot of people, like, know Revelation. Like, I know some people who don't read Revelation. Like, they, like, exit out. They refuse to even, like, open it up because they're scared of it. But I think it's really smart to, you know, learn learn about it because it's going to happen one day or another, well, yeah. whether we're here or not. And if we're here, we want to be prepared. Exactly. Which you can't, you know, you can't really prepare for the end of the world. No, you can't. I mean, can't. that's, spiritually, you can prepare, sure, but Personally, mentally, I physically. feel like I would, like, I'm going to be taken in the rapture, so I won't be here at the end of the world. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that's why all those, like, post-apocalyptic movies, like, it's always, like, it's all bad stuff right and it's all like it's because all the people didn't get taken in the rapture yeah I, all right let's get off the rapture <laughs> all right moving on okay so <laughs> i really want to i really want to talk about the rapture but was there anything that stood out from the message that was given 
or not really? Uh, yeah, I really liked when Caleb was talking about like having a relationship with God because over the past couple months, I've, I've really been trying to, you know, because I don't know, I've grew, I've grew, grown up, I've grown up, <laughs> I've grown up in a Christian household. So I've obviously known who God is, but I feel like it's definitely a personal choice to have a relationship with him and like learn to pray, but also have conversations with him, you know, throughout your life and throughout your days. And so I feel like hearing that is, you know, super cool that it's happening in other people's lives as well. And that you're, we're learning and growing like with God and with Jesus and having like a relationship with him. Yeah. I really liked what Vivian had to say. Um, and she was kind of vulnerable and talked about her relationship with her dad a little bit. Um, and I have some, like some close, some really close friends who have like parental problems, like issues with their parents and I mean, have abusive parents or have an abusive household. And it's like, I really liked what she was saying about how she leans to God and trusts God for, um, like, just because she doesn't have, like, that strong father figure, I guess. She trusts God, um, and, like, he's her heavenly father. Yeah. Like, yeah. I uh, also love what Molly was saying in her testimony, how even though she did lose her mom, she learned to trust God and, you know, lay her whole life out in front of him. And what really stuck with me was when she was saying, like, oh, crap, I lost my train of thought. Oh, she was saying it was, like, super comforting knowing that someone someone has, like, you know, taken your life into their hands and that you don't have to worry about, you know, making any of those decisions, you know, just letting loose and letting God, you know, take the wheel. And I feel like that's how we all really need to live our lives. Let yeah. go, let God. Definitely. Yep. So this was a question that was asked by the three speakers, but kind of, not directly, but kind of. Why should we pursue a relationship with God? Why, like, what is the purpose of pursuing a relationship with God? I don't know if they gave, like, this answer or this example, but I was like, for me, I mean, that's why we're here, is to bring glory to God and to to love God, to be loved by God. Like, that's why he made Christianity, or not Christianity, that's why he made humanity, that's why he made us, that's why he put uh, people here, I mean... Especially in the culture that we live in today, there's so much hate going on. There's so many people who don't know God. Like, they've never even heard of the name Jesus. So, I mean, for us to be um, as fortunate as we are to live in a place where we can practice religion uh, freely and have free speech, just to have a relationship with God, with someone who loves us and wants to have such a personal relationship with us, I feel like to not do that would just be taking it for granted it's almost like a slap in the face to god yeah like he's so big and so powerful i know you're there i can practice religion freely i literally have every right to and i'm not going to exactly Mm -hmm. yeah you debt like i mean the least you can do is have a relationship with god like my parents always told me like god is selfish in a good way like he wants he wants your time and he wants your attention towards him and so i feel like realizing that at this age is a really smart thing because I want to pass that on to my kids and, you know, my spouse. And, um, as I grow up and go to college and I feel like, you know, having your own faith and your own standards is super smart and God really wants you to, you know, grow closer to him, love God, love others, you know? Yeah. I remember, um, a few weeks back, my small group leader had texted me and my small group just kind of asking like, 
um, I can't remember exactly what the question was or how I phrased it, but I remember it was something to do about um, why would it be important to like uh, walk with God from a younger age? And I was, I answered it something like um, setting those disciplines at a younger age creates habit because I mean, humans are creatures of habit. Mm -hmm, So to create that good habit, that strong habit of having a discipline to listen and to cut time out of your day and your week to just um, dive into the word and dive into prayer and just lean into God and your relationship with him. It's just, it's like having childlike faith, you know, Yeah. start from a young age. You can always have that, Mm -hmm. that spark. Yeah. And like they mentioned three things that we can do to help strengthen our relationship because mm-hmm. a relationship, if neglected, will eventually become very frail, if not forgotten completely. Right, right. And those three things were prayer, reading the Bible, and meditation. Mm-hmm. So how in your guys' lives how, do you try to keep those as a priority? Or are there any of those that you kind of struggle with? Um, I, I love to pray. I, I, like I was saying, it's like a conversation with God. It's like a friendship almost. Um, I do struggle with opening the Bible sometimes. Um, not all the time, but it is sometimes a little bit stressful to know where to start. Like what Caleb was saying, like you some, I'm like, wow, this is like, like 4,000 pages and I have to pick one to start on. Like, where do I even go? And so, um, I really loved using the Bible app for devotionals that, you know, help me and lead me, um, to what I'm reading. And, um, but I could definitely do better with that, you know, just straight reading the Bible and trying to get what God's telling me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I've struggled with reading the Bible too. Um, just, uh, kind of having that discipline, like I was saying, um, like making time for yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah just cutting time out of the schedule, but something I do really enjoy is like, I guess, I guess it would be meditation, but I mean, I'll wake up in the morning and turn on worship music or I'll be driving on the road and listen to a, a Christian radio station or something. But also I like going out and just like sitting in nature. Like we did that senior retreat um, a couple of weeks back and we were up in Murphy, North Carolina, up on the side of a mountain. And I remember at one point we, we hiked up the mountain and we were coming back down and I just kind of took time and just like sat down for like 20 minutes. I may or may not have taken a nap, but <laughs> just like kind of sat in nature and was just kind of at peace with uh, the world around me. And it's it was, so cool how God does that. Yeah. Like, like, you like sunsets and mountains. That's where I see him the most is in nature. It's so crazy. And he cares about us. Like he can do all these things. And he still cares about us and, and our prayers. Like, out of all the things that he created, like he, he cares for us the most. Exactly, which is insane. Like the birds really? don't have like, to worry about food for the next day. Mm-hmm. And and we still worry about it. Like birds like barely. That's why we should think. have childlike faith. Exactly. I think it's so exactly. cool too that like you just change that saying to bird like faith. Bird like faith. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going to know what it means. No, except for us. Reckless should create a bracelet, bird-like faith. Bird-like faith. I like it. <laughs> but I think it's so interesting because he didn't create us first. We were last. We were last. Mm-hmm. Yet he cares for us the most. Which is awesome. Yeah. But going back to the question, like for me at least, I struggle the most with meditation. 
because I feel like there's always something that I could be doing. I can't just sit there and just, like, not, I can't listen, but. No, it's difficult to listen sometimes. Yeah. And, like, we, I forget where I saw this, we listened to this. Like, a relationship with God in prayer is not a one-way thing. Mm-hmm. We have, As we're talking to him, we also need to be listening. Because if we're just talking about all these troubles, how are we going to know, hey, what what his response is going to be? Man, my dad, we were in Disney this past week, and literally we were just talking about the exact thing that you were talking about. I mean, because I talk about how... I love talking to God. Like, I'll tell him anything. You know, you'll ask him for things or you'll tell him praises. But sometimes we often forget just, like, sit and listen. Like, Mm -hmm. just because he has so much to tell us, whether it be, like, from, you know, words or he's just, you know, open the Bible or moving us to do something. Like, it's pretty cool if you just sit and listen. Yeah. So, with it being senior night, you guys, uh, you've both gone through revolution and now you're almost done with Reckless. Don't forget Kids Quest. It's <laughs> not <laughs> Kids Quest kids anymore, Quest. though. It's not called Westridge Kids. It it's, should still it's, be Kids it's, Quest. It's, 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 it's Kids Quest. <laughs> it's Westridge Kids, so it can be directly affiliated with Westridge. That's all copyright. <laughs> <laughs> it's still Kids Quest. But let's say a freshman is listening to this now, or even a sixth grader. I'm sure you guys can look back and see how much you've matured in your faith since sixth grade to now. What are some words of encouragement or words of affirmation or just to encourage them along their spiritual journey? Um, Just be diligent and really know what you stand for. Like, if you're a follower of Christ, if you're a Christian, then stand up for it and be bold. Don't, Don't let the world tell you what to be or don't let your peers tell you what to be or what not to be. If you believe in Christ and you believe in God, Stand firm in that and know know who you are and stay true to who you are in God. In this day and age, more than ever, because mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine, I mean, just starting sixth grade right now. I mean, I'd be terrified. Um, definitely what Eli was saying. Be confident in your faith. You're, be proud to be a Christian. You know, it's a good thing. Even though I'm not a senior, I will also say... You're close. You're close. Close. <laughs> One year, but find not just friends, but like brothers and sisters in Christ who are, will be there for you because you can't walk this journey by yourself because mm-hmm. it is a difficult journey and the enemy is doing everything he can. It's like walking a tightrope. He's doing everything he can to make you fall off. That's so. why, I mean, that's why we were like, that's why God created marriage and like a covenantal marriage. Not saying that you should go get married. But just saying, like, that's why... All middle schoolers find a spouse <laughs> right now. Go get married Go right get married. now. <laughs> End of world's coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, he created us to be with other people like us. So, I mean, you're not supposed to walk down the road and the rough trials and rough times alone. Definitely. So Definitely. find a group of people that you can surround yourself with that are also firm in their faith. You can expand your faith with, mm-hmm. like, know who who they stand for, and know who you stand for, and that you guys can grow together in your faith, for yeah. sure. That's why, 
they say that small groups is like the most important thing that we do here because that provides a community for us to be mm-hmm. plugged into and for us to be with other people like us, with our age and um, our gender and just like-minded people just that are going through some of the same things that we're going through yeah. just so we can walk through life together. Totally. I definitely didn't just plug small groups at Westridge. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Steve Veal would be proud. <laughs> but, yeah, this is random. But have you guys been in pretty much the same small group ever since sixth grade, or has it changed a lot? Oh, it's changed it's so changed much. a lot. I've had 11 different so, small group leaders. So much. It's only been six years. Man. I know. <laughs> they keep leaving. <laughs> I don't know if it was 11, but it was definitely nine or more. How? Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. How bad of the small group do you have? I don't know. Me and Caleb, I think, are probably the only people that are still in that small group from sixth grade. It's crazy. I have no one in my small group from sixth grade that I was with. Yeah, I still have everybody a year else left and just kind of came and came and went. It all changed in ninth grade for me. But me and Caleb were tight. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are still good. Well, thank you guys for being on. Of course. Thanks for having us. It's my pleasure. I was so nervous, <laughs> but now I'm all good. I enjoyed myself. <laughs> not like we didn't say to not be nervous or anything. <laughs> no, no, not be nervous or anything. But, yep. Thank you for being seniors and spiritual leaders at Reckless, first of all. And hopefully finish out the Senior rest of your strong. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's about to be the first semester done. I know, I know. No, I have a low grade. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, actually. <laughs> yeah. Random. How low is a low grade? <laughs> Not too low. Okay. Just lower than what it should be. What should it be? Passing. Oh, <laughs> no. wow. No, no, it's it's a low grade in my forensics class, but it's okay. Okay. You'll figure it out. You'll get yeah, it. You'll I, get it. It. I got yeah. it. You got three weeks. <laughs> he just gave you the he's like uh, oh. <laughs> no I knew that I didn't need to be reminded <laughs> well again thanks for being on thank you for being very authentic in the conversation and for any of the listeners who did not get the chance to be here Sunday night I would highly encourage you to go back and listen to the audio version or there's a YouTube version I think of the message because it was given by high schoolers for high schoolers and know that you are loved. And thank you, Caleb, for doing this every week because you're so yeah, cool. He's a real one. Yeah. Thank you. And very talented in what you do. So we're thankful for you, too. It's not a talent. I'm just talking. <laughs> <laughs>